Is a multiple profession personality syndrome an original sin? Hi everyone, I'm Ed Garston and welcome to this week's edition of Tales from the Beat. As a semi-retired freelancer with several gigs, here's a topic that hits me right in my pile of 1099s. All right, here's what happened. The other day I'm cruising LinkedIn and I come across a comment that says something like there, this person is very dismayed to see someone who registers as a journalist or a contributing writer to a media outlet, but also owns or is an employee or a consultant to a PR firm. I write a blog, so I guess I could legitimately register at some shows and conferences as a journalist, but I don't think it's appropriate. No, you register as a blogger. Well, first of all, I was dismayed to read such logic that could only be gleaned after decades with one's head either in the sand or somewhere requiring extreme physical contortion. Hey, where do I start? All right. Since I'm apparently guilty as charged, I will act as my own attorney to thoroughly dismantle the prosecutor's shaky case. Let me set a foundation. Let me set a foundation. Journalism and PR have always been in a symbiotic relationship. Reporters need stories. PR people need to land coverage for their clients, right? Now, while reporters often find stories through sources or investigative techniques, they do get a lot of material from PR people. At the same time, PR people may win publicity for their clients through paid placements or social media, so-called earned or free coverage from news media, is always a key goal. So, there's a relationship, right? Let me use my own path to give you a real-life scenario of how the scrimmage line began to be crossed. After five years of spinning records at local radio stations, earning poverty pay, I chucked it all, earned my journalism master's, and entered the news business as a reporter, then a producer at a local station in Tucson, Arizona. Two years later, I get the call to join CNN, to launch its second network that became Headline News. I stayed there for 20 years as a producer, a reporter, an anchor, a bureau chief, did everything they wanted. When CNN went through a major layoff after a merger in 2001, I took my walking papers and entered the print journalism world as a national auto writer for the AP and then recruited by a Detroit paper to cover General Motors. But by August 2005, I had been a professional journalist for 26 years in some high-profile jobs in both broadcast and print media. Well, I get a call from then Daimler Chrysler asking if I'd be interested in managing and ghostwriting a new blog the head of communications wanted to start that would be aimed at responding to news stories about the company as well as planting story ideas to reporters. I was, and I ended up staying at the various iterations of the car maker and being quickly promoted to a department built around me that would handle digital communications, meaning broadcast, the company's media website, social media, video production. Stay there for 11 years until I retired in 2016. All right, so now I've logged five years in radio, 26 years as a journalist, and 11 years in corporate communications. That's 42 years of very varied experience on both sides of the scrimmage line. Well, as a longtime journalist, I know how the news business works. In a little more than a decade in corporate communications, my team and I basically dragged a multinational company into the 21st century. 
So I have a deep perspective on how corporate PR works. And after my retirement, based on my long career as a journalist, I was invited to be a freelance automotive contributor to Forbes.com. And man, I jumped at the chance to return to news. And within a week or so, based on my innovations and achievements at Chrysler, I was invited to be a freelance consultant at Franco PR here in Detroit. Well, more and more PR agencies and corporate communications departments are hiring journalists because, I mean, I'll just be honest, I think we're, we're pretty good writers. We can work fast, deadlines don't bother us, and above all, can give them valuable insight as to the news process and best practices for reaching reporters and appealing to their needs and expectations. By the same token, when I made the jump to the so-called dark side at Chrysler, I had plenty to learn as well about the process of PR and getting along in a corporate setting, how to write a release, surviving endless hours in meeting rooms. Well, together, both experiences have provided me with tools and perspectives that are of value to my clients on both sides of the process without anything close to ethical issues. Why? Well, to avoid conflict of interest issues, I never write for Forbes about any of Franco's clients. And if I'm covering a story or event on behalf of Forbes.com, that's how I register. If I'm attending a conference or event in my capacity as a PR consultant, then I register as such. In both cases, I represent myself based on the function I'm serving. It's honest and it's transparent. Oh, I may cross lines based on the client I'm serving, but those lines never cross each other because I've set up an impregnable firewall. I'm not alone. That's the freelance life. You land the gigs that fit your skills and experience, and when you're in those roles, those are the parts you play. Look, very few of any people spend their entire careers at one job anymore, retiring after 50 years doing the same thing and walking away with regrets. Like so many other professionals earning a buck by the gig, I love the variety and opportunities to share my lifetime of experiences in an honest and ethical way. So I rest my case and move for a directed verdict of pull your head out of that moist, dark place and see how the world has changed and how much better it is for it. And that's this week's episode of Tales from the Beat. I'll be back next week with more tales. I'm Ed Garston. Hope you share and subscribe. Take care.